0: Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. On this day, we commemorate Saint Mark, the evangelist. He was not an apostle, but textual evidence leads us, leads most scholars, and even most of the church fathers to conclude that Mark wrote his gospel account based primarily on the witness of St. Peter, the Lord's closest disciple. The appointed gospel lesson for this festival day is an interesting one. It's one that we don't get to hear very often, and it's one that I think we're probably more comfortable hiding in a closet somewhere. At the very end of Mark's gospel, in chapter 16, we have the resurrection account, along with the Lord's appearing to Mary Magdalene and then to two of his disciples. Now, once you get to verses 9 through 20, those verses do not appear in the earliest manuscripts that we have of this text. So, its canonicity is somewhat in doubt. But I'd like to make the case today that we have nothing to be concerned about as to whether it should be included in the Bible that this need not trouble us because it does not conflict with sound doctrine. Our gospel lesson today begins in verse 14, when Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. So after reproving his disciples for their unbelief and hardness of heart at the initial hearing of the news of the resurrection, Jesus flipped them the keys to the keys to the car, as it were. And he gave them their responsibilities that they were going to carry out with him ascending to the Father. He is giving them their job description, their assigned duties, flipping them the keys, as I said. And here's what, he's, here's what he tells his apostles. He says, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Pretty straightforward, right? And it fits quite nicely with the account that we have in Matthew's gospel in which Jesus tells them to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing and teaching them along with the promise that he would be with them to the end of the age. It fits hand in glove with that gospel account. No problems there. According to Mark's account, there is to be the preaching of the gospel to the whole creation, and then there's this brief teaching about the nature of baptism. But then, things take a rather strange turn in the text, don't they? I don't know if you caught that, or if your ears perked up whenever you heard this stuff. And it's this part of the passage that I'd like to spend just a couple of moments thinking about. Right after he gave the apostles their commission, Jesus said in verse 17, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Wait, what? <laughs> Jesus told them to go and preach the gospel and baptize. Cool, got it. We're good there. But then he said that they could cast out demons, speak in new tongues, that they could pick up snakes, be protected from poison, and miraculously heal people. Whoa! Yes, he did. He did. That's not even the craziest thing in Scripture. That's not even the craziest thing that he told his apostles. And I'll get there in just a moment. Unless you think that I'm about to start advocating for a new form of ministry here at the church, let's explore what this means for us today as his new covenant church. First, we have to understand that this promise was specifically for the apostles. Now, the text says that among those who believe these would be the accompanying signs. We see very clearly in the book of Acts that the apostles had some crazy authority, that they were able to pull off stuff that you and I simply cannot pull off because of the, because of the divine authority that Jesus gave to them, because they occupied, they occupied this unique role as eyewitnesses to Jesus' resurrection, to his life, his ministry, his death, and his rising again. So when Jesus performed miracles in his ministry, here's why. It wasn't just to impress people. It wasn't just to, you know, do a magic trick or something like that. It was always for the purpose of verifying and confirming his word. And now through the ministry of the apostles, the Lord was simply going to continue his work. That's what this is. That's what this commissioning is all about, is Jesus is handing this authority over to his apostles because he's going to continue his saving activity through the ministry of the apostles, specifically in the church. So they were to bring the word of Jesus to all nations and God would work miracles through them, just as he did in the life and ministry of Jesus. Now, Of course, God can still do this today through the ministry of the church, but we do not have the same promise as the apostles to work these types of miracles. Because you and I are not eyewitnesses. Our word does not need that type of verification. We are simply setting forth the apostolic doctrine. We are bringing their word and their witness to bear on all of creation as we walk in this commission that Jesus has given his church. But what do we have? If we don't have the same promise of the miraculous that the apostles had, although God can still do that, we affirm that, we teach that. But if we don't have that same promise, what do we have? Well, what if I told you that God works something far more miraculous through the ministry of his church than anything on that list of miracles at the end of Mark's gospel. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I am doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Have you ever seen that part of Scripture? That Jesus promises that for those who are going to believe in him? What does that mean? (laughs) So the church will do greater things than the apostles, than, than than the works that they saw Jesus doing whenever he was walking this earth. We will see greater miracles than that strange list that I read to you. Do you believe Jesus when he said this? Do you believe him? Because the church does perform greater miracles than that strange list. Jesus promised that his apostles would cast out demons. Now, what's more miraculous? Casting out a demon or baptizing someone and making them a child of God in a temple of the Holy Spirit? In baptism, the church exercises demons regularly as we ask those who are baptized, do you denounce the devil and all of his works and all of his ways? We have Luther's old baptismal rite, which says, depart, you unclean spirit, and make way for the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised that his apostles would speak in new tongues. What's more miraculous? speaking in a language that was previously unknown, or preaching the gospel of salvation to all who will hear. Jesus promised that they would pick up serpents, handle snakes. What's more miraculous? Handling a snake, or handling the very body of Christ in the Lord's Supper, and receiving his own body into our mouths? What's more miraculous drinking poison and managing to somehow survive or drinking the blood of Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. What's more miraculous laying one's hands on the sick and making them well, or laying one's hand on the head of a penitent sinner and pronouncing absolution, the forgiveness of all sins. You see, We have greater miracles in the church all the time. It's the miracles of faith. Faith which is created by the Holy Spirit through the means of grace. Faith that is created and generated in the heart of those who are dead in sins and trespasses. But who are made alive by the gospel. We get to witness the work of the Spirit every day through the means of grace. Where Jesus comes to us with his eternal promises of life and salvation. These are the true miracles. These are the promise signs that Jesus has won for us through his death and resurrection. So a blessed festival of St. Mark to all of you. And God grant you to see in the word and sacraments something miraculous christ for you amen